1 John chapter 2. We'll be reading verses 3 through 6. 1 John chapter 2, verse 3. And we're reading, he says, Now by this we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Now remember, John here is writing a letter to the church. And I love how he starts it off. Now by this we know. That we know him. What does it mean to know somebody? Because there's a big difference in knowing about Jesus and then actually knowing him. Because there's a lot of people who have head knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. They know that he's the son of God. They know that he was born in Bethlehem. They know that he was, you know, born of a virgin and that he was born in a manger. They know that Jesus was crucified. They know that Jesus performed miracles. They know that Jesus taught that he was an Israelite, a a Jew. They know these things about him. I can sit here and tell you facts about a baseball player that I know that Ryan Howard batted this batting average. I know that he's this tall. I know that he bats this way. I know these things about him, but I don't know who Ryan Howard is. I just know these facts about him. And that's the problem is there's a lot of people who, and it's really sad because it's in the church, is there's a lot of people in the church. Remember, John's writing this to the church. There's a lot of people in the church who know about Jesus. They have this head knowledge about him. But they don't actually know him intimately. You see, I know my wife intimately. I know what she likes, what she dislikes. I can sit here and hold a conversation with her and we can talk about stories and and and, and I can I, I know all these things about her because I intimately know her. So there's a big difference in knowing about Jesus and then knowing him intimately having a fellowship, a relationship with Jesus. There's a big difference. And now John says, this is how you're going to know if somebody actually knows Jesus intimately. What does he say? If we keep his commandments. The last five words in verse three. If we keep his commandments. That's how you're going to know if you know Jesus intimately. Now we need to ask ourselves, what are his commandments? What is he talking about here? Well, remember when uh, they came to Jesus, I believe it is Matthew chapter 22. We can turn it really quick. Matthew chapter 22. Verse 37 through 40. Well, a lawyer came up to Jesus trying to test him and they said hey what's the greatest commandment in the law and this is what jesus says 
Now remember, we're talking about how do we know if we know who Jesus is? If you keep his commandments. Here's the commandments. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So there it is. What does it mean to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind? It means that he is first in your life. He is your number one priority. He is your go-to. He is everything to you. You don't do anything without consulting with the Lord. Before you even set foot on the floor off of your bed, you seek him. You put him first in all your decisions. You love him with all that you are. You obey him. You serve him. When he says do this, you do it. No questions asked. That's what it means to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And what does it mean to love your neighbor as yourself? You treat others the way you want to be treated. You're not going to steal from yourself, nor will you hurt yourself. So why would you do it to somebody else? You love them. Hey, this person needs this. I'm going to give it to them. Why? Let's say you pull up and someone's got a, a flat tire on the road and you see them struggling to, to change out the tire with the spare. If that was you, you'd really love it if someone pulled over and helped you. Or maybe the radiator hose blew and they need some fluid or they need some tools. If that was you, you'd want someone to help you. So we got to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. We'd pull over and we'd say, hey, let me help you out with that. Or maybe they don't need help, but it's more of just a gesture. That's what it means to love your neighbor as yourself. And if you want to know who your neighbor is, Jesus gives us an awesome parable in, in Luke's gospel. We know it as the, the, the good Samaritan. It's Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through... 37. Uh, I'll let you read that on your own. Now again, the commandments. Jesus says, by this you will know. Or John says that this is how we're going to know that we know Jesus intimately. If we keep his commandments. Now the last commandment that we're going to read, look at what Jesus says. John chapter 13, verse 34 through 35. He says here, a new commandment I give to you. That you love one another as I have loved you. That you love, that you also love one another. And then look what he says in verse 35. By this all will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. So John is being very straightforward. And simply telling us. This is, what, this is how you're going to know if someone really loves and knows who God is. It's not just you saying these commandments because there's a lot of people who just they have again they have this head knowledge of jesus and they say all the right things they they quote scripture but what is it it's their action if we keep his commandments he says the way you live your life there's got to be an actual change in you if you're still mean and a jerk and you have a bad attitude and you're just always irritable you know i it's between you and the Lord, but you know, I, I just, there's, there has to be a change in your heart. And when, once you really surrender to Jesus, he changes you. He gives you a desire to want to honor him and obey him and glorify him. And if you're really born again, you're going to obey him. Why? Because he's stirring you to do so and you can't resist. It's just, I mean, you can, but you're just, you don't want to. Why? Because you have the king living inside of you. And so, 
John is simply saying, hey, just because you say you know him doesn't mean you actually know him. But by the way you live your life, that's how people are going to see if you know him. Remember what Jesus said, by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So it's our action that people need to see. Look at what John says in verse 4. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. So again, very simple here. So the person who says, I know who Jesus is, but you look at their life and they look no different than the rest of the unbelieving world. They're a liar and the truth isn't in them. They're just a big phony. They're a faker. They're lying. They don't really know him. They have a head knowledge about him. But if they actually knew him, their actions would show it. Remember what James says. He says, faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. So there's got to be some action to it all. Look at verse 5. We'll read verse 5 and verse 6 together. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. So again, he's coming back. But whoever keeps his word, whoever obeys the Lord, truly the love of God is perfected in him. Now, what was it again? He says... Love the Lord your God first, right? Of your neighbor. And he says, love one another as I have loved you. So when you are born again, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit pours out the love of God into our hearts. And the way you're going to see if someone is born again, they're going to love God's church. They're going to love his people who he bled and died for. They're going to they're gonna want to meet their needs. They're going to want to love them and pray for them and, and help them. Why? Because the love of God is poured out in our hearts. And God loves his church so much that he sent his only son to die for his church. That's how you're going to know if someone really loves God and knows him, who he is intimately. So if you're keeping his commandments, if you're obeying him, encourage I encourage you, continue to do so. Because the love of God is being, the Bible here says, truly the love of God is perfected in him. So that word perfected, is, it means has been completed. He's, he's just filling you with his love. And, that, and when, when, when God pours out his love into your heart, it should pour out in our lives to, towards those all around us. Almost like when you're filling up a pitcher of water. And it begins to just overflow and it spills over and just gushes out to the to the surrounding objects in its area. And everything else gets wet. That's how it should be with us. We should be filling ourselves with the Lord and abiding in Him. And His fruit is going to be evident in our lives. And the fruit of the Spirit is love. And love is just going to be poured out to those around us. Why? Because we're full of Jesus. Filled with his Holy Spirit. And so look at the last sentence in verse 5. He just, he John is harping on this and I love it. By this we know that we are in him. By this, by our love for God and our love for the church. By this 
we know that we are in him. And then Jesus, I repeat it again, John 13, 40, 35. John 13, 35, he says, By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Hey, this is how the world's going to know that you're really in an intimate relationship with me. They're going to see the love that you have for one another. And so there should not be any bickering, bitterness, gossips, slandering, mocking, lying. None of this should be going on in the church, but it is. And it's no wonder that the church is not reaching the world. How can we reach the world when we can't even love those who are supposed to be like-minded with us? It's tragic. Now look again, verse 6. John's going to challenge us. He who says he abides in him. So hey, if you say that, yeah, I, I know Jesus intimately. And I'm abiding in him. Okay. Ought himself also to walk just as he walked. So you look at the way, read the Gospels. Read the Gospel accounts. Look at the way Jesus walked. He was meek. He was lowly in heart. He showed humility. He showed toughness. He was firm, uncompromising on the word of God towards those Pharisees who were phonies and liars and hypocrites. He was hard on them. He was, he was constantly helping people. Always looking out for the needs of others. He was... It, everything was probably inconvenient. He, was, he stayed up all night multiple times, the Bible says, praying. And then he would go the next day and just be teaching the whole day. Performing miracles, helping people, meeting people's needs, feeding people. That's how we should be walking. We should begin to look just like Jesus. And if that's you and you know that you're walking just as the Lord is walking and you're bearing His fruit in your life, continue to do so. But maybe this is you who you have a head knowledge of Jesus Christ, but you've never really fully surrendered your life to him and you've never really let him be your lord and savior then i want you to repent because you need to you're a sinner you need to repent of your sins you need to ask jesus christ to forgive you and then you just need to say lord i'm all yours i want to live for you what do you want me to do father if you'll pray a prayer like that i want you to do it on your own Seek Him. Spend time with Him in His Word. Spend time with Him in prayer. And just stay close to the Lord. He's coming back soon. We need to be walking in fellowship with Christ. If you don't have fellowship with God through Jesus, then you're missing out. You're going to get left behind if He comes back today. So make peace with God now. Stop whatever you're doing and just ask Him to forgive you. And ask Him to move into your heart. And give, you, give Him your life. Make Him your Lord and your Savior. God bless everybody.